Today's episode of Protect the Rock is brought to you by Game Time. Okay, folks, time for a little pop quiz. Do you think Clemson tickets are cheaper three weeks or three hours before the game? You can find the answer with Game Time, the ticket buying app that proves patience is more than just a virtue. It can save you some serious cash. Game Time is the leader in last minute tickets. Pick your deal, see the view from where you're sitting, and buy in two taps. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the Game Time app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. So download Game Time in the App Store or Google Play, work that clock to your advantage, and score last minute tickets. tonight, but on Friday, we're going to have another team meeting and we're going to get locked in on next year. Hey everyone, welcome back to Protect the Rock, the Clemson podcast from The Athletic. As always, I'm Nicole Auerbach, she's Grace Rayner, and we are coming off a bye week. So we are kind of off the rails a little bit, just to warn you up front, we're going to be off the rails. (laughs) I know, we had some... uh, I've I had the giggles in our pre-recording chat, so you always I always have the giggles. That is, like I really a, do. But that, that should make common, you feel good. Common, common thing with Grace Rayner. <laughs> it should make you feel like you're funny, though. It does. It does. That's why we're. Yeah, friends. you're welcome. That's actually why we're friends. <laughs> um, so, Grace, let's start by talking about your bye weekend because your weekend sounded amazing, and I haven't had a week off from college football like ever. Um, because I haven't covered a team in forever. So tell us what you did. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I didn't even really think about the fact that, yeah, since you're national, you cover every week. Um, basically every year on Clemson's bye week, I try, I really love hiking and just kind of going off the grid for a little bit. So every year I try to do something either something kind of outdoorsy just to clear my mind a little bit. So I went hiking and I went kayaking and cooked a lot and, uh, it was a good weekend just to kind of recharge a little bit. So outdoorsy. <laughs> it was really cool. The view was not great because the mountain was pretty foggy. We actually got rained on about a mile and a half in, but it was that perfect like misty rain that actually felt really good. So it was a good day. Did you like count your steps? Like how 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 strenuous was this hike? Um, this one was actually not bad. It was probably only three miles round trip. It was pretty. Uh, it was pretty steep going up, but. Uh, we were yeah it was a pretty easy one yeah I don't think I'm very good at hiking I like whenever I go to like the Phoenix area I try to do camelback and I always get nervous like there's always a point where I'm like this is dicey like I don't feel Ooh. comfortable doing this like I'm just not great honestly I have the best hiking boots ever and they like will erase all your fear I'll send you a link when we finish okay I mean but that would there's that such would, good traction if, if I were to buy them that would mean I would have to like take up hiking yeah, come down to Greenville. We'll go. I went to Short Off Mountain this week for all my North Carolina listeners. It was okay. great. All right. Well, I don't know. I sat on my couch and watched football like I <laughs> do every Saturday when I'm not at a game. Um, and so it was actually a really interesting Saturday of college football. And while things weren't directly impacting Clemson, I, I really think the national picture is starting to come into focus and in that I think it's really interesting because so much of you know, what Tigers fans are looking at is kind of projecting forward because you're, you know, you're expecting and hoping that your team goes undefeated, makes the playoff, can defend the national title, obviously. So, Grace, I want to hear your thoughts on some of the newer contenders or the teams that, like, we're, like, I think we're believing in now um, based on some of the results. I mean, I think the big, the big results of the weekend um, were certainly that Ohio State just, 
completely looks the part of the best team in the country. I, I absolutely think that on both sides of the ball, they are so dominant. They are so terrifying. Um, and, you know, they, they handled – it was the first time Justin Fields had – looked uncomfortable all season. Michigan State's defense, particularly in the first half, was like swarming, really fast, really aggressive. And they still lost by 24 points. So um, so the Buckeyes, you know, that was the first test. Pass it with flying colors. Um, really didn't feel close at all. Uh, Oklahoma just, you know, took care of Kansas. Although they, they were trailing 7-0. Everyone got a little bit excited about that. They, yeah, that was the first time they... Wasn't Kansas the first team that had a lead on Oklahoma all year? And that what Jason Kersey? Yeah, I believe us? I believe that's true. I believe that's true. Um, and then really the other big takeaway for the day was, well, actually, okay, there was Iowa, Michigan, which you know was three hours of our lives we can never get back. Um, basically, <laughs> a football game from 1910. So um, <laughs> Michigan can win a game with its defense. That is not a national title contender, so we don't really need to address them. Um, but really, Auburn, Florida. And Florida yeah. pulling away at the end and coming out with that win. Do you buy the Gators? Like, do you think that that is a team that can actually win the SEC and make it to the playoff? I don't think so. No. I mean, I went into this game thinking Auburn was going to beat Florida. And I, and I wasn't going to be that surprised if Auburn, I don't want to say crushed them, but I just, I didn't see Florida winning this game. And so now you look at it and you're like, all right, they're undefeated. Uh, maybe it's time to put them in the big picture. But there's just a part of me that just doesn't really trust them. I think a lot of that is my week zero issues that I had with them. But, yeah, I don't know. What do you think? I, I feel like that's part of it, too. Um, you know, maybe we're not giving them enough credit for, for getting better since then. Um, but, I mean, their defense looked phenomenal. I mean, Bo Nix looked like a true freshman. Um, and he made some mistakes. I mean, it wasn't just on him. Auburn had – a series of mistakes and a series of miscues and just they weren't the better team but Florida so defensively they look great that that is their calling card that's what they are um you know it's still going to come down to you know if they're going to be able to score against teams like Alabama like Georgia and you know Kyle Trask like I, I still can't believe he came back in the game after what looked like a horrible knee injury leg injury so Kyle Trask comes back in this game. So he's still around and, and he's been really important for the Gators. Um, you know, especially after Felipe Franks goes down for the season, almost had to go for the third string guy. Oh, yeah, for returns. the rest of the he's year too. Speed. It looks like that for a stretch. Um, but Kyle Trask is back. They've got a huge game against he, LSU this week. I think that will let us know. Are they for real or not? Because if you go through Auburn and LSU in two weeks and you know, they, they we're going to talk about them. But right now, like I just, I still feel like they're in that, that, that group of teams right below the top tier for me. Yeah, I feel the same way. I think if they can, I think you're 100% right. LSU, one way or the other, is going to give us some clarity on this Florida team in a way that we haven't really gotten it yet. Yeah, I mean, like, again, like, I, and I think about teams and how they could, you know, theoretically match up with Clemson, too. And, like, this is a Florida offense that I feel like Brent Venables would have no problem with, right? And so, you know, you got to think about who can keep up on both sides with Clemson. And like, to me, that's why when I'm looking at teams that are kind of playoff caliber, we've talked at length about, you know, what's kind of wrong with Clemson or what's not clicking as well as last year. But you still got to say, like, these are teams that would need to be on that type of level. And I'm not sure Florida is there yet. Auburn was in that team, like wait and see mode. And they're not. I mean, they have a true freshman quarterback. 
Um, they're they're going to have a great season, but it's just it's just not the same. And so I, I still think I came out of the weekend hesitant about Florida, but really sold on Ohio State. Continue to be sold on Oklahoma. Alabama obviously also had a buy. Nick Saban was uh, did his live hit. I don't know if you caught this great. He did his live hit from uh, for College Game Day from his backyard in the pool oh, in the I background. Did yes, um, and respect. It, you know, I mean, I, I don't think. We think he's actually going in the pool on his off on his bye week, but I don't know. I mean, I'm glad to see it was open still. It's very hot. That's down a there. strong flex too. <laughs> it is his mansion in <laughs> Tuscaloosa. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I just I just remain com- totally impressed by Ohio State and could be easily convinced that that is the actual best team in the country right now. Yeah, I would love to see Clemson and Ohio State match up because you know the last time we saw these two teams play, it was. 31 to 0 Clemson. It was, you know, a, a snoozer in the Fiesta Bowl, but I'm with you. I think Ohio State can give Clemson a run for their money. I'm sold on Georgia. I'm sold on Bama. I'm sold on Oklahoma. I still think, obviously, their, you know, their new defense, maybe Trevor Lawrence can. I, we'll see. I, I still have questions on could, could Trevor just destroy this new defense? I know they have a new coordinator and they're getting better, but I think, historically, I think we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get a better sense this week because they've got the Red River game. They've got Texas and St. Ellinger. So like, hopefully we'll get answers there. I mean, this was sort of, you know, an example of what we have similar questions about Ohio state, right? Like is their defense for real? It appears that they are. Um, But Michigan state's offense is pretty lethargic. So that wasn't like the best test, but I still think that so far, especially the Buckeyes, but also the Sooners are kind of passing that test of like, did your defense get better? Yes. So far. Yes, for sure. I think they're, I think the Sooners defense has definitely gotten better. That's what I'm interested to see is, okay, how much better has it gotten when you see a, a quarterback like they're going to see next week? Yeah, exactly. So to, to me, the teams that I am like pretty sold on, I mean, like obviously I'm still sold on Clemson, even if we want to talk about Trevor Lawrence not completing as many deep balls in the past, like still sold. Um, still sold in Alabama. I think I'm pretty much sold on LSU. I mean, that, the, the SEC. Oh, yeah, LSU. I'm sold on them. The SEC West stuff will shake itself out, um, but I think I'm sold on them, so that's three. Uh, Ohio State and Oklahoma, five. I don't know about Georgia. I might have them in that category right below. So I might be saying right now I see five teams for four spots. Interesting. Why, why no Georgia? You know, I don't know. I mean, they struggled with Tennessee, which, by the way, showed quite a bit of fight out of Tennessee. Um, and, and yeah, they eventually put him away. But I don't know. I mean, I still worry about Kirby's play calling. Um, I still thought that they probably should, if they were the better team against Notre Dame, you know, people thought they could blow out Notre Dame. They didn't. True, true. Um, so, was, yeah, that was different than we thought. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm just a little hesitant on them. They're, they're, to me, they're they're in that category right below. So right now I see five teams. I do not buy anyone in the Pac-12 anymore. Um, Oregon nope. was struggling so much offensively over the weekend, too. So I think that's where I am. And I think we're going to get a lot more clarity this coming weekend. It's a pretty loaded slate. The, the one game, unfortunately, that sounds like it should be good but isn't as – big as it's been in the past, even in the past decade, is Clemson, Florida State. I mean, because you're looking at all the, you've got Texas, Oklahoma, you've got LSU, Florida, you've got Clemson, Florida State, and it's just like, eh, it's not quite in that grouping this year. It is a weird 
thing to wrap your head around. I mean, I remember last, so last year was the first time I had ever gone to Florida State for Clemson, Florida State, because when I started the beat, it was at Clemson. And it was just so sad. That's when, like, Tashawn Reed, our Florida State's uh, writer story, went viral with the professor reading the book in the stands with his shirt off. And it was just, I don't know, it just felt so weird knowing what we know about how crucial this game has been. And it is still really important for Clemson. They still have to win it, obviously, to win the division and keep their playoff hopes alive, et cetera, et cetera. But it just felt so weird rolling into Tallahassee and seeing so many empty seats last year and and just no one really caring that much. Was that the when the guy was reading the book game? Yeah, okay. yeah, when Tashawn like ran up the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> Found him. Yeah, and we're going to have Tashawn on our podcast on Thursday for subscribers only through the Athletic app, by the way. So we will have much more of a preview of that game um, from more of an X-to-no standpoint with Tashawn. But I, I do wonder, Grace, um, if you think that this will be more competitive. I mean, it feels like there's only really one direction this can go from last year, but I, I kind of think that 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 the Seminoles are getting better. Maybe Alex Hornibrook is the answer at quarterback. I mean, th- this could be a better game than people think. Yeah, I think so. I mean, and they've got some momentum now. They're they're also coming off a bye, which I think is an interesting dynamic. They've had just as much time to p- prepare for Clemson as Clemson has for them. You know, they beat NC State 31-13. They beat Louisville 35-24. And then this is a Florida State team. I mean, I've talked to so many people who uh, – there are a lot of people who think that behind Clemson, Florida State has the most talent. What they're doing with that talent has been up for debate and how it's kind of coming together in the execution process has had its growing pains. But you look at five-star recruits, four-star recruits, you look at the the bodies that they have in there, I think there's a decent argument to be made that they're second in the ACC behind Clemson. There is probably a lot of conversations we could have about second in the ACC behind Clemson on a variety <laughs> of different topics. Um, yeah. There is quite the drop-off still (laughs) there is there is they've got the pieces to if they if they figure out I think what to do with these pieces I think that they could get competitive hopefully sooner rather than later it's it's kind of weird and down being competitive now yeah it's it's definitely strange and it's it's definitely a strain on the ACC I mean it when you have Florida State and Virginia Tech so far down it's just bizarre this is when when people talk about needing blue bloods to be good and that college football is better when they're good. That's what they're talking about. Yeah. they. I mean, I'm looking at the recruiting rankings now. I think Florida State had the number 11 class for 2018, so that would have been heading into Willie's first season. And, I mean, Dabo has talked a lot about how he's really never, maybe once, out-recruited Florida State. But, yeah, I think you're right. There's a lot of seconds that we can talk. That's I just – would like to see at some point the gap get a little closer just so that we can be a little more entertained. Yeah, it reminds me of, I mean, because, you know, we've, we've talked about the Coastal at length on this pod, and I do love it so much, but <laughs> there was there were a couple years there when Lamar Jackson's at Louisville when any time Clemson, Louisville, and Florida State were playing each other, it was a monster game. It was a marquee matchup. And that wasn't yes. that long ago. And, you know, obviously Louisville's in a rebuild, Florida State's in a rebuild, but... You know, th- those were those were. It was what twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen was the year Lamar won the Heisman. He was still there the next year. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, hopefully we'll get back up to that. And like I said, we'll get more into the Florida State game on Thursday. Um, but since it's since it's coming off a of bye, I thought we'd have a little fun with uh, the the second half of our pod today, Grace. Um, you know how we solicit voicemails from our listeners? Yes. 
Well, it turns out that um, it's mostly been our colleagues trying to prank call us. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And they haven't been necessarily very subtle. So here is one from Jason in Norman, who everyone, if you follow our Oklahoma Sooners coverage, can figure this out. Uh, Yeah, hi, this is Jason from Norman, and I'm just wondering if your refrigerator is running. So, Grace, is your refrigerator running? I hope so. I mean, (laughs) I went off the grid this weekend. I hope I go back and it's and it's still running. Okay. well, we'll have to we'll have to um, tell Jason so then he can tell us that you need to go catch it at some point. That would be Jason Kersey, who does a great job on the Oklahoma podcast as well. Um, We also got this delightful voice message from Colton Pouncey, who is uh, on the Michigan State podcast. Hey, Grace. Hey, Nicole. Uh, My name's Tyler C. from New York City. Um, Love the podcast. Uh, Long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, I have a couple questions. Um, first off, this is, this is actually kind of more of a statement, but, um, I just want to say that raisins are trash and, uh, anyone who thinks otherwise is sadly mistaken. Um, so now we got that out of the way, uh, first question, uh, this is very important and I think your listeners would really appreciate an answer. Um, where do you two stand on candy corn? It's a pretty polarizing candy, uh, particularly around this time of year and I, w- I would like an answer. Um, as soon as possible. And I guess my second question, if you two, uh, you guys travel a lot, right? You know, you're always going to press boxes. So I'm wondering, have you ever indulged in a smoothie in a press box? Um, and if not, can you tell me what's an appropriate number of smoothies to have in one, one setting? Um, just asking for a friend. Um, thanks guys. I'll hang up and listen now. Bye. Okay. So we actually have a few questions in Colton's (laughs) voicemail. I mean, I'm sorry, Tyler C from New York city, Tyler Cameron calling us. Um, so he agrees that raisins are trash. Um, calls me sadly mistaken for believing that they are not whatever. I knew I loved him. (laughs) Okay. What, where do we stand on candy corn? I feel like actually we might find some common ground here. Here's my take on candy corn. Um, I don't think it's good, but I don't think it's a monstrosity. And I'm not super passionate about it because the alternatives, there's so many amazing alternatives. So well, like candy okay, corn he, being below average is okay. So here's the thing. like, Do you ever buy candy corn? Oh, no, never. Right. I have bought it in the past because like, I feel like I, I crave it like once every October. And then I have it and I'm good for the year. Do you have to buy it in a big bag? How's that work? Well, yeah. Like the one time I did, there was a time in my earlier 20s where I like attempted to have a candy bowl out, which is a terrible idea, by the way. Like you end up eating all of it yourself. So that was dumb. Um, But I would try to go a little bit seasonal. But no, I feel like the most of the time, like if it's somewhere, if I go to like something that's like a themed, I don't know, event in October, there's usually candy corn. I just want like one little scoopful and then I'm good for the year. Like I don't hate it. Don't love it. Um, but I do have like a one time craving once a year. I feel like this is the first time on this pod that we've had common ground with our culinary preferences. I'm pretty excited about this. I feel like we might disagree on this, uh, this question about the smoothies. Oh yeah, we will. 
By the way, Colton, this has been a hot topic in our group chat um, all day <laughs> since since Saturday night, really, because Colton was at the Ohio State game and had six McDonald's smoothies <laughs> over the like how many like he's probably there total like six hours. It was probably like one smoothie per hour. That's true, but he did send some photo evidence, and they were small. And yeah, I've had McDonald's still, smoothies, and they're pretty good. Have you ever had them? Yes, I have when I've covered Ohio State games, but it just oh, seems right. excessive. Six mango smoothies. Mango. The mango is fire because think about it. How many times do you go to the store and buy mango for yourself? Probably never. Sometimes. I do like mango. But I'm saying- like, I, I love mango. I just don't do ever buy it. How do you not get sick when you have six McDonald's smoothies? I need to know what else he ate, but it's not. it can't be any worse than like- the halftime cheeseburgers, right? Yeah, or the halftime I that, hot dogs. I guess that's true. I mean, if there's real fruit in there, I'm sure. But I don't know. Six seems excessive. Six seems excessive. I'm into it. Colton, I support you. Okay. I think like you should probably cap it at like three personally. I think. Also, I feel like that's kind of just hogging like the snack <laughs> in a press box because there's not usually, if there is something good, then you got to make sure everybody gets a chance to get it. That's true, but if he was able to have six, maybe it meant everyone was not drinking theirs. I guess. Like again, we need to know more about what other food and drink was available in the press box because, <laughs> like, maybe maybe there was a reason nobody wanted them. Like, who knows? We don't know. Like, was yeah, he, I do. Was he, I do have some follow up. Was he missing a better opportunity and shoving his face in the mango smoothies? Like, that's a pro. Like, this could be a problem. I mean, what's the best press box snack you've ever had? Oh, it's a tough question. I mean, I think that there's there are places that just do good meals. Like Rutgers and Boston College both do just delicious spreads. Ooh. They're oh, different. yeah. I went to BC last year. It was really good. Louisville's good, too. Yeah. And Louisville, I don't know if, if Kenny Klein still does it, but he was doing the, you know, passing around a beer once people were done on deadline deal for basketball for a number of years. I don't know if they still do it for football, but very kind. Very kind. Wow. So we'll have to get more information about Colton. Um, But we did also, again, because we constantly disagree on things, we did solicit (laughs) some other um, food takes, unpopular food takes. I thought that mine would be more unpopular than it is, but it got a lot of positive feedback. Um, I just said that I don't like tomatoes. You know this about me. Like, I'll I'll do, do I'll do like... um, you know, if, if you saute, like if it's if it's marinara or ketchup or pizza, but I don't like actual pieces of tomato. I'm actually checking my Twitter notifications now, which this has blown up, and it seems like you are getting some decent support here. Yeah, that tweet where I said that I will order caprese salad at restaurants and tell them like hold the tomatoes and just get the cheese has 82 likes. That is. Oh my gosh, wait, this is my favorite response. Library football lady says, I need to go out to supper with you. I will gladly take all your tomatoes. (laughs) You need to go, you need to go dine with her. Apparently, yes. Um, But there are a lot of people who are like, this is a correct take. And um, I, I feel, I feel very seen. I feel very supported. (laughs) And it's amazing. But we got some very strong, strong takes about. We really, yeah, we did. This we guy got, doesn't like ketchup or mustard. Ketchup, I could do without. Mustard, I cannot do without. Okay, we have our colleague Tori McElhaney saying that she doesn't eat pancakes. Actually, I'm kind of with her on that one. No. I like waffles way better. No. 
No, but she's not saying that she likes waffles better. She's saying she does not like eating pancakes. I don't really like it either. I mean, if I have, like, because think about it. If you're going to eat a pancake, you're probably at a place that also serves waffles. So I would just order a waffle every time. I don't even remember the last time I had pancakes. I made them for myself. They're great. They're so (laughs) easy. They're great. Um, We have some takes from Peter Hoffman. Pro raisins, but you should use dried cranberries in more opportunities than raisins. That is also a very, very good take. That Dried cranberries are better than raisins. Oh, yes. I mean, let's be real here. Most things are better than raisins. But I can get behind some dried cranberries. Then he ranked his favorite nuts, and he said almonds, pecans, macadamia, pistachio, walnuts. And I think that's wrong because cashews are the only good kind of nut. So what? Oh, my God. That's my personal take. You don't like almonds or pistachios? Definitely not pistachios. I will eat almonds occasionally, but don't love them. I like almond butter, but I don't really like almonds themselves. I will say cashew milk is really good in my non-dairy milk trials cashew has been a popular one um we also have daniel shirley who is telling us that he has never tried grits this blows my mind he lives in your neck of the country and has never tried how do you never try grit i've had grits many times i don't know my dad has had a lifelong theory that there's no such thing as bad grits in south carolina and daniel went to college in south carolina and is from this area so this is this one really stuns me, actually. Doesn't our um, doesn't our friend David Oven, who covers Tennessee, isn't his take that grits are not good? Like that there's never been any great grits? I think that's his take on this. I disagree. I've had some fire grits. Over the I, the first of my time I ever life. had grits was in New Orleans, so it was amazing. Oh yeah, that is a good place to start. Um, Scott Dockerman, our Iowa writer. Again, I think our only friends are our coworkers. <laughs> I know. What does this say about that's us? That's what I'm honestly. learning. Um. Scott says that he's German, it's Oktoberfest season, and he does not like the smell or taste of sauerkraut. That's a fair Oh, me neither, but I'm not German, but me neither. This is true. Fair Do you like sauerkraut? No. No. Okay. Absolutely not. That's a good take. Um, As you can tell, I'm a relatively picky eater and grew up (laughs) a very picky eater, so no, no. Um, Justin Ferguson, salads are a waste of time. Most people have- That breaks my heart. What? No, he's cr- he's actually correct on this. Most people have to put unhealthy stuff in them in order to eat them. There are much better ways to make sure you're getting your vegetables. Discuss. Ugh, no way. I made a great mason jar salad the other day at Clemson. It was really good. What was in it? What was in it? Okay, it had a uh, big arugula fan over here. Some arugula, some spinach, uh, some butter lettuce. I've made some chicken and cucumbers, tomatoes, uh, Trader Joe's green goddess dressing. Okay, well, I already heard tomatoes in there, so. It was like, yeah, I like, I usually don't do cheese or anything fried. That's my rule on salads. I don't do cheese or anything fried. Oh, see, I like the only types of salad. Well, okay, I do like sweet green. Sweet green has good salads because they're filling. Um, But like, I'll get like a buffalo chicken salad, which is usually fried chicken with cheese also in it. So I agree with Justin. I would much rather just have something else and actually just have vegetables than put them on lettuce or, God forbid, kale and pay $20 to eat it at a restaurant. Sometimes I'll put a grain in my salad. Like, I like to put quinoa in there. Oh, I do like quinoa in salads. That's what they do at Sweet Green with the kinds of like. Um, We've got other takes about meatballs being meh. We've got Jenny Moss telling us she hates peanut butter. 
Whoa. But likes almond butter? Are, are you a crunchy or a creamy person? Creamy. Of course. Are you grape or strawberry? Strawberry. Also, of course. I'm crunchy and grape. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense to me. The crunchy. <laughs> You're just like, you know, with your almonds on the trail mix. Like, I just picture it all. <laughs> picture it all. Um, we've got Bobby telling us that dates are better than raisins, which is a hot take. Definitely. I think I take. agree with that. I don't think I've had dates. Like, dates are a very good natural sweetener. So you can use them as a substitute in, like, um, treats that are maybe not good for you. You can make them better for you because you don't add, like, actual sugar. Mm, maybe. Um, we have Chris MC who doesn't want onions in everything. I used to be that person. And then I started sauteing onions and they're actually really good. I'm, I feel I'm indifferent on onions. I'm like Taylor Swift indifferent on that. Oh man. We have multiple people. Why? Everyone hates raisins. I know. I was, I thought that you were in the hot take on this. No, by liking everyone hates, you're, you're, you're very popular here. People are tweeting us that trail max is better without them. Um, Correct. No on onion on raisins or onions. Like my goodness, we've got black jelly beans are the best jelly beans. These are some, these are some strange takes. Ew. I hate jelly beans. I hate all jelly beans. Yes. Oh my gosh. See, we agree. All right. There we go. And, like, it's it's one of my, like, least favorite parts of Harry Potter, which I genuinely love with all of my being, that they have those birdie bots every, every flavor beans, and they're, like, disgusting flavors, because now, anytime I look at any regular jelly bean, I think of, like, earwax flavor, and it makes me a little Ew. bit nauseous. Yeah, or, like, there's, there's some weird flavors out, like popcorn jelly beans. Yeah, that's nasty. Ugh. I'm just, like, shivering. <laughs> shivering <laughs> figs are the best southern fruit we got a lot of we got a lot of hot takes if you want to look at other people's unpopular or popular decisions you can um find them on our twitter but i think that's enough for now i'm a little bit hungry a little bit grossed out not sure what i want to make for dinner at this point <laughs> that's a nice way of putting it um let's wrap there we will get back to our regular scheduled mostly football podcast um on thursday it'll be for athletic subscriber subscribers only it's our bonus episode every thursday we're gonna have to sean reed our florida state beat writer on the pod talking about the game and in the meantime you can go read anything we're writing over at the athletic um and if you like our podcast please share it please subscribe please rate us um and you can find us on anywhere that you look for podcasts for our monday pods it's free to all listeners Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you soon.